Magray. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. everyone and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news from the weekend of racing just completed. A look ahead to what's coming up over the festive period and some big news this morning for you as well coming up on the show. Helping us out with our news as always is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. And uh, yeah, the racing sort of uh, slowing down a little bit as we get near the end of the year for the country circuit. Of course, the Central West uh, has finished with its racing. I think the North West uh, has uh, but there's still plenty of uh, country racing to report on. But the, the good thing about this time of the year, Tony, is that it brings to a culmination uh, or the, brings us to the approach towards recognising the achievements of country racing throughout the year. And the great initiative uh, by On The Bit Racing Australia to commence the country, Queensland Country Racing uh, Gala Awards evening two years ago. Uh, and uh, it's been a great success and many people look forward to it and uh, it keeps uh, being fine-tuned as it goes along. But uh, no better way this morning than to get the latest information to have the director of On The Bit Raising Australia, Matty Peters, on board with us this morning to just run through what's been happening with the awards, the progress of it all and the gala evening. Good morning to you, uh, Matt. Welcome to Bushbeat. Yeah, good morning, Robin. Good morning, Tony, and good morning, listeners. As I said, uh, Matt, this uh, has been going for, this will be the third year for the Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards, a great effort for, from your team, yourself and Christy leading the way with this. Um, just take us through this morning uh, what you're looking forward to for the uh, 2021 evening and the uh, changes that have happened with uh, the awards this year being such an unusual year with COVID-19. Yeah, correct, Rob. Um this year's been very challenging, obviously, during the COVID. So we've actually had to re realign our awards just for the year to get through, um, which obviously meant that uh, you know our country, sorry, our country uh, race days and uh, race club awards um, will obviously be put on hold until next year. We just felt it was a bit unnecessary and a bit unfair to exclude all those um, you know wonderful clubs out there that have their annual one day a year clubs uh, race meetings and things like. Like that so we had to adjust the uh, the award uh, categories this year um, just slightly but we still have 13 awards and uh, plenty of people to uh, acknowledge and pay tribute to over that period of time Maddie it seems amazing to think that it was only February when we had the awards in Emerald for the uh, the season uh, the previous season 2020 has been such an upside down and topsy-turvy year. It's amazing to think that it was only 10 months ago that we were all grouped there at the uh, the town hall with Peter Moody as our special guest. And now we're only uh, counting down. We're into the weeks away to the 2021 awards. Yeah, it's come so quickly and uh, this year's even, you know, it's uh, as exciting as last year and uh, if anything, it's uh, it's progressed a lot further than what it has in previous years and obviously the, to the recognition of all the, you know, the participants and, um, and, and the recognition of a lot of people in the industry, which is fantastic. I do want to say a big congratulations to everyone. We've actually got 94 nominations for the 13 awards this year compared to our 56 last year. So um, our award numbers this year um, have, have been really spectacular and, uh, you know, I think that pays tribute to a lot of the people in the industry, like I said. And, Matt, um, 
across the board in Racing Queensland, there's uh, the statewide awards that Racing Queensland have evenings for. There's, there's provincial champions. Uh, in your mind, just how important is this recognition of country uh, racing and country awards? Oh, it means everything. Um, like I said, there for you know, ever since uh, country racing's been installed, there's been no recognition at all uh, to the country uh, participants, the trainers, the jockeys, and uh, even the volunteers, to the you know bookmakers, stable hands, wherever it shall be. So there's been no recognition, and uh, to see people on the night um, rub shoulders with each other and you know share stories and and obviously be nominated from across the across the state is a is is a wonderful thing to sit back and watch and um, we couldn't be more proud than that. Yeah, I think that's one of the key things on the night, that social interaction, isn't it? And often being able to put faces to names that we've heard from different areas that you may not have met. It's a great interaction process. But could you just take our listeners through the process? You said you've got 94 noms, and I'm, I know the noms, I think, shut off last night, but I'm, I'm quite sure you'll be accepting any late nominations uh, after this morning. Um, uh, what is the real process people have to be aware of? Because you see on social media, people say, oh, so-and-so would be good for this award and such-and-so. Um, what what have they got to do if they want to make that late nomination? And what's the process? What what happens then to get to the evening? Yeah, well, what will happen is we've, uh, we are going to extend it for today only um, because we do have a bit of a timeline to beat the Christmas rush and, and get everything completed by then. So what we'll do is we'll open it up until the rest of the day and um, basically they can just go to the On The Bit Racing Australia um dot com dot au website and just go to the very right tab which is uh, uh, gala awards and all the nominations are there with all the categories and the criteria the criteria is very important as we all know so if they can click on the uh, that tab and then scroll down to the award that the, the you know there's uh, intend to nominate someone, say, for Hall of Fame jockey, for example, click on that and then scroll down further. It'll, it'll, it's, there's a very clear um, area where you can actually put in your evidence, which is obviously any supporting evidence, any re, uh, statistics that you can actually verify, um, you know, through that nomination and uh, basically, yeah, as much detail as possible. That gets, and then just press the submit button. That comes through to our... Uh, basically our head office, so to speak, and then that order gets formed. From there, it will go to um, uh, Racing Queensland, uh, sorry, the Queensland Country Racing Committee. They'll, ha they'll have a vote, and then obviously a, an allocated uh, voting team that's from across the state as well will also share in those votes. And those, from there, those um, final votes will get collaborated, and um, on the night we'll obviously announce the winners. One thing, Maddie, I wanted to highlight. Uh, one, well, one award I'm really looking forward to is the uh, the Jim Pumper Cassidy Ride of the Year Award because Pumper has been a, a great fa friend to On the Bit Racing Australia pretty much since the inception of the awards a couple of years ago. And I don't think it would be an awards night without Pumper coming along. And he's been very much a part right through the 2020 calendar year, spotting some of these great rides. So I'm really looking forward to seeing who Pumper is going to nominate as the Ride of the Year. But the one that I wanted to highlight, or the ones, the, the couple of awards there, the the Country Racing Jockey of the Year, Apprentice of the Year, Sprinting Horse of the Year, Staying Horse of the Year and Trainer of the Year, it's important to note that this is not necessarily awarded to the Racing Queensland Trainer of the Year or Apprentice or Jockey or Horse of the Year because, as Rob said, there are already those kind of awards that are out there and this gives others to have the opportunity to be recognised for their feats throughout the, uh, the year as well. 
Yeah, 100%. You've hit the, hit the nail on the head there. Our racing awards um, is actually allocated from uh, January 1st through to the final of the uh, the Country Cup series, which was on December 4th. Based on the country, sorry, the country awards, uh, Queensland Country Racing Awards, are valued on those dates. So, uh, evaluate on those dates, I should say. So that's where we're at. Um, what, what we do from there is, um, yeah, like I said, we collaborate all that information and those statistics go through, and they have a big bearing on obviously the results that obviously get done on the night. But it's not only that; it's uh, there's a mixture and a variety of um, uh, criteria that uh, we have implemented this year with. Um, you know, variety of tracks one and, and major races one and things like that. So that's part of the criteria that will be evaluated on by the uh, by the team that's been selected and obviously the Queensland Country Racing Committee as well. So yeah, there's a very there's a few variables there that actually determine the uh, the outright winner on the night. That detail in the nomination becomes so vital for that panel who will be uh, examining that, uh, Matt. And and I think the key thing is when you're submitting a nomination. Put in everything you want to put in would be the key message, uh, particularly uh, with that new award where you've split the horse of the year to the sprinting horse of the year and the distance horse of the year. This becomes vital when you uh, uh, have a panel trying to examine the information. The more information, the better. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. The more detail, um, especially with the Hall of Fame information as well, uh, you know, as we know, it's a little bit difficult to get a lot of information, especially for Hall of Fame. And just going back to the criteria just in regards to the sprinting and, and uh, country, uh, sorry, the distance horse, um, yeah, like I said, it, it's... The distance range is from uh, basically 900 metres up until uh, 1350 for a sprinting and from 1355, so to speak, you know, right through to, you know, the 2000s, whatever, um, the, the furthest races that's actually been in the country to date. Um, that'll be the distance range for the uh, for the distance source award. And, uh, yeah, we just need to make sure that when the nominations come through that we obviously do the homework on how many horses won over that distance range and sprinting range. It's actually uh, quite... Uh, uh, yeah, quite intense to obviously go through that, and those statistics are, you know, could be the defining moment on who wins on the night. Speaking of those Hall of Fame awards, guys, uh, so much detail is, uh, I guess, known by a lot of people, but it's not really written down anywhere with a lot of these country ones, and especially we're playing catch up, Matty, when it comes to the uh, the country Hall of Fame, so to speak. Uh, there has been obviously the the Racing Queensland Hall of Fame, and various clubs have had their own halls of fame for many, many years, but trying to get all of these details, especially when you're going back uh, a generation or two, there's some wonderful stories out there that need to be captured and need to be uh, told and, and commemorated and honoured. Yeah, no, exactly right. And, uh, you know, it, it's really difficult to to, to, uh, to locate that. So we, you know, we really rely on the nomination or, sorry, the nominee to actually, you know, provide as much uh, detail as possible and, and tell their story, so to speak, on paper so we can actually visualise and obviously process a lot of that as well. So um, it becomes quite challenging and it's going to be a really tough job for the, the voting committee that's actually, um, you know, in charge of that. And I'm pretty much glad I'm not a part of that process <laughs> um, because, um, you know, it's going to be very challenging, as I said. And, uh, you know, just going back to the, the Jim Cassidy right of the year as well, you know, we're, we're very, very... Um, you know, privileged to have Jim involved with us. His involvement's been very, very strong. Um, he's he's really passionate about the kids and he's really impassioned about uh, being involved with them. And we do have a special announcement on the night in... Uh, 
on, uh, on at the awards that uh, yeah regarding Jim Cassidy and obviously involvement with the kids and uh, yeah and that's something that I'll, I'll sort of just leave there but uh, yeah stay tuned for a little bit more information on that one. I love it when uh, you get a tease like that, Rob, and there's something that's coming along. You're going to have to be there on the night. That's yeah, that's that's uh, very good upselling, yeah, Matt. I reckon that's what that's great. Uh, before we leave the categories, uh, as I said, you, as you've been explained, uh, late nominations today cuts off. Are there any categories that you particularly would like the listeners to really take the time and consider? Um, just who might be missing, who they think would be missing, who the, who they'd love to see a nomination for. Are there any particular one that uh, they could focus in on before we look at the gala evening itself? Yeah, there's, there's probably uh, two categories, but um, yeah, like I said, there's probably two categories there. I'd love to see probably one or two extra nominations for the uh, Hall of Fame jockey. Uh, we're currently sitting at five, and uh, there was probably uh, the jockey of the year. Now, there's plenty of jockeys out there um, in racing Queensland, um, in the country area, I should say, that have really excelled. Uh, we only, currently only have five jockeys for Jockey of the Year, so it would be those two jockey uh, awards, which would be Hall of Fame Jockey and the Jockey of the Year. We've only got five in each, so if we could just get a couple of votes for uh, nominees, uh, nominations put forth for them, that would be fantastic. And uh, like I said, if we could get to the Magic 100 number, that would be a real, you know, a real achievement for us in, the, in its own. As I mentioned, the uh, the Jockey of the Year title, the Queensland Country Racing Jockey of the Year, is not necessarily awarded to the RQ Jockey of the Year. Um, it's awarded to the jockey who has excelled in the uh, on the bit racing Australia 2020 calendar year. As you mentioned, uh, Matt, it goes from January 1 through to December 5, and the award is measured by wins to rides, quality and level of races won, and the variety of tracks won at. And I think that last one is very, very key because it is the country racing jockey of the year. It's not a case of saying, well, you know, you've been to 17 different tracks this year, but that's really going to help boost up your stocks with something like that to show that level of support. And as we know, Rob, there's a lot of jockeys that do a lot of miles week in, week out. Yeah, most definitely. Matt might have more to comment on that. I th but I think those key words when you're reading those criteria, look for those key statements and support it with the information. But uh, the And the quality of level of races, one variety of tracks, Matt, that, uh, that's going to... It's very specific to these awards. And... Uh, and uh, become important in the final determination. Yeah, it is. You know, there's a lot of jockeys there that do a lot of miles, and, um, you know, that's not to take away the brilliance by anybody that's involved. It's just obviously to, um, you know, add a little bit of um, a reward to those jockeys that, you know, travel all over the state. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of jockeys from the top, um, the Bonnie Thompsons to, you know, all the Western riders, all the way they go down to Roma and, and Longreach and wherever, Bar Calden, and then you've got the ones from down south that come up and the Test Townsends and things like that. There's a lot of jockeys out there, um, you know, that do a lot, a lot of kilometres to... to to obviously do their best and obviously, um, you know, um, excel in what they do. So, um, yeah, like I said, we tried to make that system very, very fair. Um, it had been put to us over the last few years, but we hadn't implemented that to date. Um, but obviously we have, we, you know, we felt there was a, a real need to ensure that we uh, reward those guys and, and put that in the criteria. I'll just quickly run through the uh, 13 awards without going through all of the criteria because people can find that at the website on thebitracingaustralia.com.au and as Matty mentioned, just click on the right-hand tab where it says OTB Gala Night. The drop-down window says awards. It'll take you straight to the nomination forms. There is the Queensland Country Racing Club Person or Volunteer of the Year. 
2020 outstanding contribution to country racing. Now, this one could be through advocacy, politics or journalism, but basically for uh, somebody's contribution to the country racing industry that has produced exemplary industry setting standards. There's the Racing Newcomer of the Year, as we touched on the, uh, the Queensland Country Racing Jockey, Apprentice Jockey, and trainer of the year, the sprinting horse of the year, staying horse of the year, the Jim Pumper Cassidy Ride of the Year Award. And then we have our four Hall of Fame uh, categories there in the uh, the Queensland Country Racing Hall of Fame participant, jockey, horse and trainer. Uh, so 13 wonderful awards. And as you said, Matt, a couple of late nominations, if they come through today to get us that 100 nominations would just be magic in what is really just the infancy of these awards, only into its third year. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's going to be a magic night for sure, as you just said. And uh, this year we'd like to obviously mention that we've got uh, Corey Brown, um, you know, two-time on Cup winning jockey, Corey Brown, uh, Jim Cassidy, uh, Kimberly Bustee from Channel 7, Andy Bickle, uh, yourself, uh, Mark Forbes and a host of others that will be attending on the night. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic uh Fantastic time to obviously acknowledge and, and you know and celebrate everyone that's actually involved in the racing industry. And to that evening itself, Matt, the tickets um, up for sale. Uh, any progress uh, report there and the the costing involved in tickets and how do people go about that getting the ticket? Yeah, it's, uh, just head to the um, like I said the Gala Awards. There's an actual flyer there to to purchase tickets, um, or they can just simply just get in, uh, in touch with Christie at. Uh, Christy dot on the bit at racing uh, sorry at gmail.com um, if you can just get in contact with Christy or just send us an, uh, a message through uh, on the bit racing Australia Facebook any number of ways um, like I said to book tickets most people are contacting us and let us and letting everybody know that uh, they're bringing the table of ten they're bringing a table of five and and things like that and more importantly we really want to make sure that people have an outstanding weekend there is a, a corporate golf play on the Friday for you know, everyone, all the all the people that would like to sort of rub shoulders and have a bit of fun on the golf course with Corey and and Jim and and the rest of the team. And then on Friday night, there's a meet and greet, which will also include a cold cutter on the main race on the day, which will also be a TAB race day at Emerald. Um, and then obviously the Saturday night, we've uh, got the the big dance, which will kick off about six o'clock uh, on on Saturday night, which is um, going to make it a, a nice weekend for everyone to sort of share their stories and. Um, and obviously, yeah, just uh, catch up and uh, find out who's who and um, yeah, just listen and have a great time. If you haven't already marked your calendar, folks, 6th of February 2021 is the date. I still haven't got used to having to say 2021, but I'll be <laughs> glad to stop saying 2020 after the year that we've had. But the 6th of February next year at the Emerald Town Hall for the On The Bit Racing Australia Gala Awards, uh, recognising and saluting those achievements in country racing through the uh, the last calendar year. It's going to be a, another fantastic weekend and uh, all shaping up to be a, an excellent night. Tickets available through the website. You can go there, as Matty said, onthebitracingaustralia.com.au. Click on the OTB Gala Night tab and it'll take you there. And if you haven't already done so, and we then say, why haven't you already done so, make sure you follow OTBRA on Facebook as well. And Matt, we look forward to it. Congratulations again on uh, getting this up and running and the progress that's come through. And I know a lot of work has gone into fine-tuning a lot of things. So people with your nominations, if you're putting nominations, I don't envy the task of anyone having to judge these awards, but more information, the better. And that makes it easier to come to a, uh, a definite conclusion as to who the worthy winner is. Great to have you on Bushbeat again this morning. Uh, I think you've covered it extremely well and uh, people just need to jump on that website, book their tickets, make their final nomination and we will have a great evening on the 6th of February. 
Yeah, no, thank you very much, uh, Tony and Rob, for having me on. And uh, yeah, like I said, we all look forward to. We so we say it in February 2021 as it's a long way away, but you know, in retrospect, I think it's only about eight weeks away. So um, it is very quick coming up, and uh, we look we look forward to having everyone in Emerald for the uh, for the celebration of um, everyone in the racing industry. I'm just having a look at the website now. 52 days, 13 hours, seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love the countdown? Oh, I love countdowns like that. You look at it, and you think, ah, oh, it's February. No, it's 52 days. <laughs> 13 hours and 7 minutes away. No pressure there. None at all. <laughs> Maddie, thank you so much for joining us on Bushmeet this morning. Good on you guys. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Maddie Peters from On The Bed Racing Australia. It's shaping up to be a, another cracking weekend, Rob. And as Maddie said, it's not, not just the awards night, but they, they really try and build it to, and boost it so that everyone can come to town for the big weekend. The, the golf day at Emerald Golf Course on the Friday, followed by the, uh, the meet and greet in the Calcutta at the Maraboon Tavern on the Friday night. Racing at uh, Pioneer Park on the uh, on the Saturday with their tropical theme race day, and I hope Watsy has uh, been out <laughs> shopping for for new tropical gear because he is uh, certainly the standard setter when it comes to our Hawaiian fashions. The awards on the Saturday night, and then there's a uh, a farewell breakfast at the Maraboon uh, on the Sunday. So yeah, it really is a, a cracking weekend. It's a great package and great to hear that coverage this morning. We all look forward to it, uh, Tony and. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. Coming up, we're going to look back at what uh, happened on the weekend just uh, completed. Jared West will be with us to look back at Bundaberg, where Rebecca Wilson rode a double on the weekend. Roma Turf Club race with their Christmas meeting on Saturday and the Christmas Cup taken out by Billy the Kid, trainer Wayne Baker with a double and another Baker with a double. It was Ducky Donald Baker at Warra on Saturday. So we'll look back at those results very soon. But, Rob... I'm going to have to uh, leave you next week in the capable hands of Steve Hewlett because I'm off on Christmas holidays for a couple of weeks. You've probably deserved them too, Tony. I've got a funny well, feeling. I, but, that's uh, what I keep telling people. I'm not <laughs> sure that anyone believes me. Uh, I'm sure Steve will be able to uh, step in. He'll throw, probably throw me a few uh, curveballs on questions uh, as he <laughs> likes to do with his knowledge of racing. But, uh, Tony, uh, a great Merry Christmas to you before we come to this second part uh, to you and the family. I hope you have a safe, uh, safe travels and safe holidays. We're all looking forward to that. And uh, when you're in business, you're looking forward to these next two weeks to hopefully make a, a great Christmas business-wise. Uh, but we've had a, uh, had a great year again, uh, but uh, we continue to, to cover these country results as we love to do. Looking at the uh, the meetings that are coming up this week, just before we head off to uh, a little break and then into some of the results from the weekend, uh, following on from the TAB program today at Cairns and on Friday at Rockhampton, we've got a TAB card on Saturday at Mackay. There's also racing at Atherton on Saturday. It's Chinchilla, Chinchilla Cup Day on Saturday. The Burns the Valley Series wraps up with the final leg at Esk on the weekend. And it's also uh, Gladstone Turf Club's uh, Christmas meeting coming up Saturday that will feature the Gladstone Cup and the Newmarket. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. 500 metres left to run now, and on the inside Torriente just has the leader neck in front to Scruff and Stuff. Starting to wind up now, Home Call gets to third, followed Dwan Phoenix, uh, then came Mia Singer from Rockshaw, who's quickly dropped out to last, coming towards the turn. Superlux with a quick move has just about joined Home Call, Scruff and Stuff. Torriente there on the inside, next in the field then came Dwan Phoenix, 
So there's a few chances here. Home call. Superlux the outside. Then Torriende. Home calls about a length in front to Superlux. Home call just. Superlux is trying hard. Home call. A neck clear. Home call. Home call. One defeated Superlux. Dwan Phoenix third. Then Scruff and Stuff followed by Torriende. That was home call taking out the Iron Jack Class B on Saturday at Bundaberg for trainer Daryl Gardner and a second leg of a winning double for jockey Rebecca Wilson. The voice you heard there was Jared Wessel, who's joining us this morning on Bushbeat to look back at uh, Saturday's five race program at Bundy. Welcome along, Jared. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, everyone. A great day out for Rebecca with a double. Uh, had an easy win in the first, winning by four and three quarter lengths, but she had to work hard there to keep away uh, uh, Robbie Farr on Superlux there in race four. Yeah, that was a really tough effort there. Not by uh, just Rebecca, by home call as well. Uh, he was a maiden going into this race and he was the only maiden in this uh, car feed field. And he was probably suited with that little bit uh, extra trip to 12, 12 metres rather than the uh, the 1,090 metres of the, the maiden a little bit earlier on uh, in the program. So uh, I think there's a few more wins in store for him. He did only have the 52.5, but to his credit, he had to fight off uh, this field of uh, horses that had won races. And uh, he did so impressively in the end. So I think, uh, that, yeah, like I said, there'll be a few more in store for home call in the, uh, the coming months. Tell us about Rebecca's other win in the first for Tony Hess. Yeah, this was probably an overdue victory for Marjang. He struck a couple of uh, strong maidens, and, and this was probably the, the most winnable race he's found himself in for a while. Uh, uh, again, probably 1,090, just a little bit short for him. I think he's probably better over that 12, 12 metres, but uh, he was able to wind up nicely, and he was much too strong for his rivals, uh, defeating, celebrating for Sharif Vic and Robbie Farr, and Dadai, who led them up, uh, just got a little tired late for Kim Afford. Hannah Richardson knocked up to run third, beaten uh, about six lengths. You had some tight finishes later in the day, but uh, it was an easy one for you in race two. Ducati winning by something like seven lengths. Yeah, this was a, a really impressive performance by him. Since he's been with Bob Murray, he had the four runs prior to Saturday, and fair to say he hadn't quite found his best form, but uh, no, he was a, a much improved performance on Saturday. He was able to race wide on the track and, and wound up really nicely, probably between the, the 500 metres and the 200 metres. That's where he really put them to the sword. Uh, again, probably the disappointment of the race, Shenzi. Um, she just doesn't seem to be racing as well as she can at the moment. She missed the start by a couple of lanes. She was always out the back and was, was charging home to run third, but uh, I'm sure Daryl Gardner will be able to switch her on and, and she'll be back to her best form in the not-too-distant future. Now, the Open for the day, uh, presented by Four Rex Dry was taken out by uh, Jason Misson aboard All Ease, beating uh, Gron Casadora and Magic Panther. Yeah, he went into the race as a warm favourite All Ease, and he looked the one they had to beat. Again, he was just a, a little bit slowly away. He ended up back in the field, and, and he had to make his run down on the inside. But uh, when he got into that battle with um, uh, with the Grande Casadora in the straight, uh, he had to really fight hard to win. He had the 60 kilos. Uh, Grand Casadora only had the 54 after Louise Dillon's claim. So uh, all credit to All Ease. That was, that was a hard-fought victory, and, uh, and he was able to rack up win nine on Sunday for, for Leonard Bourne and Jason Misson. And it wouldn't be a Bundy meeting without a win for uh, for trainer Barry Gill and Murata was able to salute in the last of the afternoon. Yeah, this was a terrific race. Uh, Murata and Gambit going toe-to-toe. Rebecca probably thought she had three. Uh, Rebecca Wilson, she was riding Gambit and he led for the majority of the race. Only had the 54.5 on his back, but uh, to Murata's credit, he, he had to really knuckle down to get past him and that last 100 metres, it was a great showcase for the punters on course. These two uh, very, very good uh, stand track gallopers going toe-to-toe and a big effort by Murata. Time was very, very good. 121.78 for the 13.80 metres. Uh, I think it's only about uh, 0.3 of a second outside the long-standing 1380-metre track record. So uh, big performance by those of, uh, both of those two horses. And, and we can see that margin back to third, about 14 and a half lengths. So uh, they, they came up as the two favourites in the market and, and it turned out that way. And it was a great stirring battle in the straight. Good crowd for the last meeting for the Bundy Club for the year? 
Yeah, yeah, uh, being our Christmas party race day, uh, a lot of people were, were starting to let their hair down now. The, uh, the working year is just about over, so uh, it was very good for them to, to get out to the uh, the track on Saturday. We're fortunate enough to have some good weather. Uh, it's been raining uh, in Bundaberg the last two days, so uh, it was nice sunny conditions on Saturday and, and made for a really great day. When's the next Bundaberg meeting? Uh, we race again on the uh, 30th of January, so our racing's done for the uh, the 2020 season, and uh, we'll be back bigger and better in uh, in 2021, and and hopefully we'll be able to get our full crowds back to the uh, the race in Bundaberg, uh, not too far down the track. Yeah, like a lot of clubs, Bundaberg's done it tough through 2020, although uh, they were one of the shining lights in the early part of all of the COVID problems, because we had a lot of our uh, country tap meetings when we still had zones and things like that were transferred to Bundaberg. So, a big round of thanks to everybody involved there with the Bundaberg Race Club for helping country racing out through uh, 2020 and to you Jared as well for your help right throughout the year and especially for uh, for last Saturday week uh, when we had you at uh, at Durban for the uh, the tab 2020 country cups final and country stampede final that would have been a, a big thrill as uh, we've touched on on uh, different shows over the last couple of weeks or so but a lot of uh, a lot of credit coming back to you from a lot of sources for your wonderful calls there on that day yeah, that was a really fun day last night. They're really exciting day. It was a great to be a part of this um, this, this uh, terrific uh, race series. So now we've got the two races and had to see the sprinters go head-to-head uh, -head first and, and then to the Country Cups uh, final one by such a wonderful racehorse in Paniagua who, uh, though he was beaten in the gateway on Saturday, I think he's uh, he's going to be winning plenty of races in the next few years. He's a very, very promising horse. So uh, I'm very uh, pleased and, and very uh, privileged to be a part of uh, his career in this only early stage have a great uh, break uh, we'll catch up with you again in 2021 reporting in on some of the country racing here on bushby thanks jared cheers thanks very much tony getting back to the grassroots of racing this is bushbeat Looking back at what happened on the weekend, we've checked out what happened there at Bundaberg. We have the Roma and Warra results to have a look at. Uh, Rob uh, also wanted to make mention that last Sunday was meant to be the first of the Magic Millions Country Cup qualifiers to be raced at uh, Corbell Park at the Sunshine Coast, but we lost the last few races there due to the uh, the big wet across southeast Queensland. So that's going to be transferred to this coming Sunday, but those qualifiers will actually kick off on Friday at Rockhampton. Then we'll have the one up the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. There's another one on Tuesday of next week at Townsville and then on Boxing Day at, uh, at Warwick with their TAB program there. And, of course, that will uh, take us all the way through uh, once we get into January. It will be all eyes on the Gold Coast ready for that Country Cup. Yeah, Tony, and these series, they're almost flowing through the whole year, particularly in a normal year, isn't it? And, uh, and it's uh, wonderful to hear your comments there for uh, Jared. Isn't it great to hear these young callers coming through and the polish that they have and polish in presentation? Just uh, wonderful to hear Jared reporting there and, uh, and great calling in those, in those series. But across the board, we're getting series left, right and centre. It can only be uh, a great result for country provincial racing, Tony. Mm. As I mentioned before, with the ESC program coming up on the weekend that's the last of the five leg uh, southeast region burn it to the valleys point series that has uh, been developed by the southeast region race clubs uh, they have a, a group of races with above standard prize money it doesn't actually culminate in a final as such but uh, everyone that has competed uh, earns points all the way through for owners jockeys and trainers and there's a, a bonus at the end of the series for the owner or owners of the horse that accrues the most points in those five races there's a three thousand dollar bonus for the trainer one thousand five hundred and for the jockey that accrues the most points in the race is $500. Now, you always dub me as the keeper of the, t uh, the points and the tally keeper. I hope I've got it right, but from what I can see, it really will come down to who does what at ESC on the weekend. 
at the moment uh, for the the horse category. Wild Element on five points, leading Queen of Main Street on four. Then Patchy Gift, Valahar de Harris and Stazana on three apiece. There's no less than a six-way tie for the jockey's title at the moment. Uh, on three points apiece are Shannon Stephan, Louise Dillon, Leanne McCoy, Ty Wheeler, Gary Gearin and Robbie Farr. David Reynolds uh, has a, a couple of points lead at the moment over Sharif Vick, seven points to five. But when you get uh, three points for in, two for second, one for third, uh, depends on what happens at S this weekend as to who ends up taking away the prize money bonuses. There's plenty of incentives there. You've just got to go looking for them and uh, place your horse as well. And uh, you mentioned Queen of Main Street. We'll be reporting on its win in a moment from Warra. But as you indicated earlier on, when you go to Roma, and just interesting out of that Bundaberg meeting, often it's horses for courses on sand track. There were three winners on that day had their first start at the track. And uh, that actually happened also at um, Roma on the weekend where Wayne Baker did have a double. But the interesting win, I thought, was Ararak in the benchmark 60 over 900 metres for Alan Jenkinson and young Dan McGilvray, this young apprentice, going, well, of course, apprentice to Craig Smith. Ararak's always been a very speedy customer, but he was having his first run on the sand at Roma, and it's not the easiest of tracks to do that at. And it got up over a bit of a sand specialist in elite grey for uh, William Bugsley and Ross Tilly and Cheeky Myler in for third place and a convincing winner by 1.25 length. So this six-year-old by Carrara certainly has the ability to continue on with a bit of a sand track career. But it was the Wayne Baker double. And his first win, I'm pretty sure it came for with Alicia Ross on board. I think it's pretty sure it's Alicia's first win at the Roma track. And it was on this three-year-old filly by All Too Hard called Difficult, uh, well-named. Two wins, three placings, its last five. So Wayne's got this galloper in great form. And it was a convincing winner by five over Seamus Star and Calculated uh, Riss. And then uh, Wayne combined with a jockey who does love the Roma track in Brooke Richardson, of course, the uh, dual Roma Cup winning jockey with Billy the Kid, well-named horse, win the McCafe Christmas Cup Open Handicap. It had been unplaced in the Roma Cup at its last run and actually before that was in a heat of the sprint uh, qualification uh, heats at Emerald. So this seven-year-old by Zavaville, he's dropped back to the 1,200 and he got up by the barest of margins over VJ Day and Enterprise Grand and uh, Enterprise Grand's been in good form as well. Only just over half a length covering the field but congratulations Wayne Baker for that double and also Alicia Ross for cracking the duck at the Roma and Brooke Richardson for continuing the great form out at Roma. Uh, the other winners of the day, well Pat Webster continues to produce the winners. Harbour Trick, a six-year-old by Harbour Watch. Two from two at the track. Here's horses for courses and he's well in, won his last three as well and Steph Lacey booting that home over an informed shadow vision and uh, done it again into third place. And the meeting wrapped up with a spirit of boom, boom or bust. It came off a third at Bar Calden at its last run when it flew home. Cody Collis on board here for Craig Smith, another of the apprentices, a defeating Hocked also for Craig Smith, taking out the Quinella and Orthodane, bouncing back to a bit of form for Jess Brand and Brooke Richardson. So Wayne Baker for the double, horses for courses in most of the races, but Ararak showing the ability to handle that sand surface out at Roma uh, speaks well for its future and also those jockeys uh, those apprentices when you're talking awards you start looking at them uh, accumulating these wins it's going to be a tight race for the apprentice jockey of the year in the country awards down the road at Warra, which you'll be going past as you drive out to Roma. I take it you're going to Roma, Tony, um, yes. for the Christmas break. You'll be going through that little curve into uh, Warra 
and uh, they have their annual meeting. And I do believe, from the information Paul Hamlin supplied to me, they had a wonderful crowd out there. And I do apologise to Paul. I didn't get an opportunity to follow up on a story with one of the owners at the meeting. Now, the owner is Sam Mayer, and his wife was there as well. But, Tony, they flew all the way from Sydney because they just love their country racing so much. Now, I do believe Sam has a great career based around um, Toowoomba, but he's got ownership in lots of horses. And he uh, combined with Ducky Baker. Well, Ducky Baker and Ron Goltz produced the winner for him in Epithanos in the Benchmark 60, a Sebring four-year-old gelding. He's had three wins, one second at his last five. He won at Chinchilla at his last run. So Ducky Baker's got this horse going extremely well. It got up over Brutus and Aruba. And uh, Sam was uh, telling Paul, look, it's such a great country meeting, big crowd in attendance, and what an effort. Sydney to Warra mm. uh, to see your horse win. It doesn't, as we often said on this show, it doesn't matter where they win. It's the thrill and the excitement of it. It can be Flemington, it can be Warra, and good on you, Sam Mayer, and your wife for doing that effort and uh, getting out to Warra on the weekend. Uh, plenty of winners came through the five-event program there, and you mentioned Queen of Main Street in that series. Well, Dave Reynolds and Leanne McCoy produced the win with the Class B mare, uh, Love Conquers All uh, mare. It was the race-to-race uh, -race double for Love Conquers All, actually, but Queen of Main Street got up over We Want It All and Iberian Lace for its uh, win and three placing in its last five. And in the previous race, Tom Dougal took the cutest money with Comfortably Numb with uh, Garish Grimini on board this Love Conquers All uh, gelding, or Philly, yeah, gelding, sorry, over very soon, and Wanala uh, Lady. This one's an ex-Toby Edmonds, uh, Toby and Trent Edmonds horse, first run for Tom Dougal, and he's scooped the pool with the cutest money there as well. And Ducky Baker's uh, first of his uh, double was Quart Pot. The Bell Esprit, there's plenty of them winning, and particularly in the Phillies and Mayor divisions. It uh, won Toowoomba two back, and it defeated Diggity that was in the final of the country stampede by a length with Last Armageddon into third place. And the meeting actually did open with Paul Hamlin riding a winner after he came off his big win in the country stampede. Uh, for Lindsay Anderson, he combined on Kentford, a master of design that, again, has been consistent, been in the money in its last four, defeated Zakilian Miss and uh, Valadahiris. Uh, so the once-a-year meeting, again, proving on those country tracks and those small country towns just how vital they are and a great day had by all at Warra. Mentioning that uh, Bernard the Valley series, I see the nominations have just come through for the ESC program on Saturday, so we can go into this in a little bit more detail. Rob, the uh, Queen of Main Street, Dave Reynolds, is going to back up from the Warra win on the weekend and has nominated for the ESC race of this coming weekend, but also nominated are the series leader at the moment in Wild Element, plus Patchy Gift and Stazana, along with Turbo Teddy and Run Pam Run, as those that have already accrued some points. Now, from my points tally, I can't see that uh, the Turbo Teddy or Run Pam Run can get enough points to be able to get past the others, but it could come down to, depending on who runs first, second, thirds, any of those other four, Wild Element, Queen of Main Street, Patchy, Gift or Susanna, could actually end up scooping the pool. So it's fantastic. that in Just a, a small little compact five-race series, it comes down to the final race to see who's going to be declared the winner. As it always should, I reckon, Tony. Finals and grand finals. The closer, the better. It builds the excitement, and there'll be plenty of excitement going into that race with the uh, participants there. Yeah, no, it's good to see that uh, that uh, there's plenty there, and there are 15 nominated. Uh, did I say 15? I think that's a capacity field of 12 plus 5 emergencies, and I think, uh, yeah, there's 15 nominated there for that uh, particular benchmark, 60 over 1,200 metres on the weekend at ESC. 
and uh, that great country racing will flow through. And there was a couple of other results that you were going to highlight, I think, this morning that flew out, uh, came through the, the Dolby transferred meeting and uh, also the provincial meeting. Yeah, the provincial cards uh, started off uh, last week. Of course, the Dolby one was uh, moved from uh, last week to yesterday. Carl Wilson Taylor continues on his uh, wonderful winning run at the moment and uh, continues to, to ride winner after winner. He's down to one and a half on a, uh, a mm. provincial claim now, and he had to double at the Dolby program yesterday at Bunya Park and Brad Smith with a training double. Uh, talking of doubles as well, last Thursday at Mackay, Ellie Smith and Ryan Wiggins with riding doubles and Trinity Bannon with a training double at that one. And at the Townsville program on Saturday, uh, Wanderers and Davila and uh, Peter Fleming combining for a double there at the uh, the TAB program on Saturday. Leo's Den taking out the cutest three-year-old maiden and Boss Baby winning the benchmark 65. Always nice to acknowledge those multiple winners because it's not easy to win just one race, let alone two or, or maybe more than two on a particular program. And then you start seeing jockeys like Justin Stanley who regularly do it all the time and get doubles and trebles. And uh, the have saddle will travel philosophy certainly does pay off, doesn't it? Very much so. As we said, racing this week, following on from Cairns today and Rocky on Friday. Mackay with a tab program Saturday. Saturday we'll also see that uh, ESC meeting with the Burnett at the Valley Series wrapping up. Gladstone Cup Day and the Gladstone Newmarket. To all of the crew there, we wish you all the best. Chinchilla Cup Day on Saturday, plus racing at Atherton on the weekend. A couple of other meetings of note. Uh, Taruma racing on Boxing Day as are Mariba. So it's the Dawson Jockey Club and the Mariba Turf Club racing on that day. There's a lot of tab programs across the uh, the board right through the Christmas New Year period. But a lot, not a lot of non-tabs because, as we highlighted before, it's a lot of clubs that are going into uh, the, uh, the summer recess. Emerald Jockey Club with a program coming up on the 9th of January. Atherton and Thangul race on the 16th of January. And not forgetting Home Hill, uh, the Burdekin Race Club, are racing on January 23rd. So there's plenty of good racing coming up, and a lot of those will be covered by Radio Tab and Sky as their tab programs. But for those non-tab clubs, all the way through the, uh, the summer months, we wish you all the best. And uh, next week when I return with Steve, it'll be also a great opportunity to get on our regular contributors, if we can, Peter Rowe, Tony McMahon, and wish them uh, a Merry Christmas for the year to cover Atherton and uh, Gladstone, I think. Um, Tony, just so that I can wind down a little bit and don't have to work too hard in the, the days before, seeing you're already on holidays. But again, uh, Merry Christmas to you, Wendy and the girls, and safe travels. Uh, have a great time in Roma. And anyone who's got info, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au because there's one thing about Bush Beat, Tony, if it's your away on holidays, I've got to be here and vice versa. We try to make sure we front up every week to cover great country racing. Yeah, about to enter our 17th year, and they said it would never last. <laughs> That's what country racing is all about. It continues to maintain the traditions and grow in stature. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Have a great Christmas and catch you soon. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thanks to Rob Luck and Matty Peters for joining us on Bushbeat this week. And uh, as always, thank you to our friends at On The Bet Racing Australia. If you miss any of Bushbeat, our podcast replay available not only through our Wooshka site and uh, a link going up on at Radio Tab Oz, AUS, uh, where you'll be able to uh, grab the link there. But we even have our own dedicated page now on the uh, OTBRA website on thebetracingaustralia.com.au. If you click on the Racing tab... It will have a drop-down window that says Calendar, Bushbeat and News. And thanks to uh, Maddie and the gang there for uh, helping us spread the, uh, the good word on country racing all the time right throughout the year. Yes, I'm off for a couple of weeks, so have a great Christmas and New Year, folks. Look forward to catching up with you somewhere at the tracks in 2021.